This is Grant. This is Dirk from Den of Dens. And this is the Kingdom Core Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Core Podcast. Got Sean here. And Chris. Today, we interviewed Grant and Dirk from Then It Ends. Uh, it was a real pleasure to have them on. Uh, Grant typically handles like all the PR and social media for Then It Ends, so it was awesome meeting Dirk, having him on, getting to hear um, just his side of what it's like being in the band. Uh, Chris, what else did we talk about? We talked about their, their history, where they came from as a past unknown, if you guys have ever heard of that band as Grant and, and Dirk were part of that and how it kind of formed into then it ends. Uh, probably the fact that they'll never play a show <laughs> unless yeah, probably. a big yeah. band comes knocking <laughs> unless, on their door. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. We even talked about just um, their unique approach to social media and how to grow a following being an independent band with zero manager and zero connections within the current metal scene. Uh, so I hope it's a real encouragement to um, anyone listening, and especially to those of you who are in bands, starting bands, want to start bands. But yeah, any of you guys listening, we just hope and pray that this is a um, that this is a blessing to you guys. Absolutely. That happened. We, we had a horror story when we interviewed Sean from Phineas. He 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 just used his laptop, and Chris got all the stuff back. Well, I didn't notice while yeah, we were that, recording, like I, I we couldn't hear ourselves coming through his thing. But as soon as I got the recording back, every single time we spoke, he could hear us in his camera. So I had to mute. Like every time we spoke, I had to mute his <laughs> audio <laughs> just to make it. That like, took him like five really hours to edit. <laughs> yeah. Man, we, I missed that guy. Dirk, do you miss that guy? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen him forever. Yeah. You guys used to to hang out at shows or something. Yeah, we did a tour. It was us. We did two tours together. Was was this a wait? Is this then it ends or a past unknown? No, yeah, past, past unknown. Oh yeah, they were both boys. Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Label. Sorry, we're not allowed. We're not allowed to say <laughs> say the name of the label, according to yeah. Sean. Dare you? <laughs> we'll just bleep it out. Yeah. <laughs> bleep it out. Yeah. Yeah, we were signed up. <laughs> Records. Did he just swear in that podcast? <laughs> Uh, yeah because every, every single yeah, do you guys person wanna... i've talked to just immediately is just like we don't mention their name <laughs> we shut down the conversation real quick yeah <laughs> do you guys want to talk about not about the label but about your guys like beginning into the scene and uh in a past unknown and how it turned into then it ends yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Was that the opening question, or was that, <laughs> yeah. or was that like, "Hey, is, these are some ideas we have for the the show"? I think that was the opening. We, we question try to keep it pretty Sean's conversational. Question. Yeah, we're we're chill, you know. So, yeah. Dirk, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, you go first because you started a past unknown. I came in later. So I'm Grant, vocalist, and then it ends. Um, Dirk, guitarist, and then it ends. So Dirk and I actually go way back. We go back to a past unknown. And for some of the viewers here, I'm sure that they may know a past unknown. We weren't huge by any means, um, but we toured a lot. We met a, a ton of people, and that was just a, a great time in my life. And I, I think Dirk will say the same thing. 
But I, guys, this is just so crazy because I just had the idea of forming a band, right? So I played football in college and I quit football in college because I'm like, this is a waste of my time. And I'm like, you know what? I think I should start a metalcore band. And so I did. I got together with... As if that's our, not more of a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, we'll make some some big money if we get into the medical realm, you know? Compared to but I'm like... I mean, 2010, I mean, not far off. Yeah, yeah, it was just purely purely money signs in my eyes. No. Uh, yeah. But I, I was like, you know what? I, I loved, you know, loved the scene, loved... Uh, I actually, in all honesty, I didn't know much about the scene. I love the music. I didn't know the scene very well. So it's not like I attended a lot of local shows or anything like that at the time when I wanted to start this band. But I started this band and um, right away I met, I met Adam and Adam played at some local worship sets with some churches and college ministry and whatnot. And I'm like, hey, you can drum. I'm like, you're pretty good. You know, but then I pull up, I remember specifically pulling up a, a video of Matt Griner. I mean, like, can you play this? And, you know, I played, I don't even remember what song it was. And he's like, yeah, I can play like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was something off of the messenger album. Yeah, for sure. And he's like, yeah, I I think I could do that. Uh, Yeah. He couldn't do that. Right. Like not at all. Um, But I, I, what, what was actually really cool though, is like, he was determined to play like that. And so he progressed really rapidly and in a very quick time uh, because he just wanted to be a really good drummer. And so he did. I don't even think he, he was even into metalcore. Uh, he was into like red and, you know, like a lot of rock bands, like most of us were, and which progressed into more of the metalcore, metalcore realm. But yeah, and then we, we met some other guys. We met Nick. Uh, Nick was, he wrote all of our guitar parts basically in a past unknown. And when we first met, like he couldn't even play a G chord very well. You know, like he was, it was just like, yeah, I, I strum the guitar a little bit, you know, and, and that's really, really what it was, was he just could strum the guitar, you know, <laughs> just, and just <laughs> I'd say, but he was, he was so determined though. Like he was, he was super determined and just picked it up and, um, yeah, like we just had, <laughs> For some reason, we just had goals or like, yeah, we're, we're in a band now. So, you know, we're, we're kind of a big deal, you know, <laughs> no, not at all. But we wanted to jam together and uh, it eventually met uh, Eric. So Eric was our original bassist and it was just he didn't even like metal music, but was super good at bass and decided to, to join the band. So he did. And um, then we met. Trevor and Trevor was another guitarist in the band. And so Eric was like, Hey, I don't know if this is for me. Um, we met Dirk and Dirk's like, this is definitely for me, <laughs> you know, cause he was definitely in the, the heavy metal scene. And he's like, yeah, I, I would love to join. And so uh, we did. And that, that started a past unknown and we were just awful right away. Just absolutely awful. And it was just like rock music with screaming in it. And our first show was like in a basement with like 20 people, and you know, I was like, oh, I think that was pretty good. Sure. You know? And so I just, Any it just footage developed of that? from there. I wish. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You You've probably burned it all, topic. right? <laughs> oh yeah, we did we, we did a we did an acoustic set in Hot Topic. Oh really? Like yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. For real? We, we tried to get 
Yeah, we, we sure did. And so we tried to get like as many like local gigs as possible. And looking back, I was like, man, that was just trash. Like that was just awful music. Uh, but it's, it just developed, right? It developed and it turned into something that none of us could have imagined. Like it, just, it I mean, it turned into a record deal. It turned into the countless tours. Um, and there was a lot of good with that. And there was a lot of bad with that. And so it just, there was, yeah, there's just a lot to it, but it grew my love for the metalcore scene and, uh, you know, people in the scene and, and there's a lot of brokenness, a lot of hurt. And, you know, we got to see so many cool things and God do so many cool things through that band. Um, so if I, if I keep talking about it, I'll probably get pretty emotional about it, um, because how it all started, but then how it all, uh, ended and the experiences were just really incredible, Hmm. really incredible. So that that's the that's short awesome. short version of it. Uh, I could share a lot more about it. Okay, uh, but you can poke into that if you want. If you have more questions than that, well, if not, I was going to say, fun. as somebody who doesn't really have a scene to kind of be around, being up where I am, uh, I just remember when I won my very first contest to win a CD, and uh, you guys sent a signed copy of your second album, Vainglory. Oh man! Mm-hmm. And as a high schooler at the time like kind of just getting out of high school that impacted me a lot because you mm. you guys had like a handwritten note in it i'm pretty sure it's still in there i, wow. I should have cracked it out of wow. my box but yeah no I, it That's meant awesome. a lot to me back then and um just a little bit that you and i chatted at the time like mm-hmm. on facebook or something like that and yeah um, a past unknown was definitely a cool thing if I could just quickly, when I discovered you guys at Creation Festival in mm. 2010, I went to the big warehouse area where they have just like piles of CDs everywhere, like hundreds of different CDs. And I randomly found your guys' first album. I'm like, mm. that looks cool. I'm going to pick that up. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I, it was it was hilarious because on the van ride home, like I was with my youth group at the time and um, our pastor was driving us and <laughs> I just have, I, my mom gave me like $200 to take, to buy like music with. Cause I was like obsessed with CDs. And so Dang, coming mom. across the border, <laughs> I had $200 worth of CDs. <laughs> I got like, and cause at the time, the difference in Canadian dollars to us dollars, like it was a lot more money in the states like i was actually able to get more for my money at the time mm-hmm. and so yeah no it was it was super cool being able to find you guys that way and then just the experience with the <laughs> the next album mm. that's cool dirt yeah, that's really cool what were you like what was your what was your thoughts on that dirt well first i wanted to ask a little bit of trivia um grant when when did you try out for uh that one band oh yeah <laughs> there 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 was wait yeah, what? so there was a there was a band um do i say the name dirk <laughs> yeah so back in the day there was a band called memphis mayfire i don't know if you guys have oh no way yeah you tried out for memphis I, mayfire I totally did <laughs> And I, I actually thought what? the demo was actually pretty good. Was so that, so, I mean, was this the audio that they uploaded to MySpace for trial? Yeah, I, mean, I was literally yeah. listening to an interview with Matty no Mullins way. today, and he was talking about how he got through the tryouts. Like that was just oh, a he's story. <laughs> he's obviously 
they went with the right guy. <laughs> they, 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 made, they made the right decision for sure. Because I don't know. I mean, I've seen Memphis May fight. He like he's he's phenomenal, right? Matty Mullins is just he's he great. is such a he's a great screamer. He's a great singer. Like yes, they they went with the right guy for sure. But yeah, I did. I did record a track. Uh, I would actually like to find that. Yeah, and I think evalu- you showed it once. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. evaluate it now. Yeah, do like a cover of the yeah. center. Yeah. <laughs> I like I didn't write it like that, you know. <laughs> like, no, I, I even I, it was one off their their older stuff, right? Like, um, yeah. it was like pre pre that pre their even that that EP that came pre out before. Sleepwalking. It, was that the five song EP that was more metalcore? No, yeah, Sleepwalking was, like, was their first LP. I like think it was Southern before that. Rock one. Is what it sounded like because Sleepwalking had oh, wow. Maddie on. Okay. I think. Right, okay. right. So it was well, before that. Yeah. Okay. You know, there there was a huge change in their their style, mm-hmm. right? So it was it was before mm-hmm. the change. So before they went more like metalcore, they had like a southern Okay, so style. that was sleepwalking. It was kind of more southern, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that's definitely the, the yeah. demo style. Yep. So, yeah. That's fun. Isn't that 2009? So that was before a past unknown. This is before I came in. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. this is a few years before that. But yeah. I want to hear even though I'm I'm not like a country fan in any ways, but like a, a Southern Grant Memphis Mayfire cover, like <laughs> yeah, it's, it didn't sound. Here's the thing: is like my my vocals did not. I don't think they fit that style like at all, right? <laughs> and so I, yeah, I think I think Maddie did it really well. Yeah, and so I I, I really mm-hmm. couldn't say y'all in a in a <laughs> a chorus, you know, so. No, that, that didn't pan out. But God, God had different plans. They're totally had different plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I think the band was around maybe a year before I came in. That's right, Grant. It was in formation. Yeah. yeah roughly. Yeah. Because you guys were already doing shows. I remember at our college ministry, they promoted the one show you guys did. Not in the basement. It was the one at um, Spicoli's. I didn't yeah. go, but I remember that you guys promoting it. It's like, oh, okay. And then, so what happened was we were all connected to the same college ministry at uh, University of Northern Iowa. And that fall, I just got like connected with the ministry. And later I tried out for one of the worship bands. And then I was placed on the same band as Nick, um, who was leading that that band. And so um, so I played bass for Pass Unknown, originally well, I started on drums and then piano and then guitar. Oh, wow. And then, but what always happens is like, once someone gets word, oh, they know how to play bass. They always keep you on bass because you never find enough bass players <laughs> for worship music. Um, so I started on guitar in the worship band and then eventually bass. Um, <laughs> I think I was wearing a Four Today shirt. Chris knows what that's like. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I was wearing a Four Today shirt. Um, which nice. you know, kind of represent, but it was the one with Will Smith on it, which was like it's just kind of <laughs> funny for the time. Or <laughs> today had some wild shirts back yeah. then. Oh, it was yeah, Fresh Prince, Funky Fresh, or today. And I think <laughs> Eric, so I was like, hey, I know that band. I wonder if he would want to join. I think that was kind of the connection. And then I knew Nick, and uh, yeah, through that we really hit it off. So that was like in the first year of me be- even being a Christian. Um, I moved up um, Mm. and then got connected with really solid community who 
um, were, were great as, as far as like a band, but just even as friends and understanding and the little Lord and, and walking with him. So that, it was a huge shift. Um, that was mm-hmm. just a, a huge blessing for me. And I think for all these guys, because I mean, that first tour, it was that spring break. I was the light guy. Mm-hmm. Eric was still on bass and I was just kind of like there hanging out with everyone, yeah. um, having a good time. And, the yeah, movie, yeah, right. And uh, merch guy, kids coming up. Hey, are you in the band? Yeah, yeah, I, I do the lights. <laughs> <laughs> um, Same thing. Yes. Please leave a tip. Yeah. <laughs> but that first tour we did, when I actually played bass, it was like six weeks, and you know, all of us in a van the whole time, like just growing um, in Jesus together, and like reading our Bibles. Well, for me, like really reading my Bible, like consistently and asking questions and learning and praying out loud for the first time, like just, you know, really outlandish things. Um, And being able to do (laughs) ministry together, it was just like, not just knowledge, it was like heart change and practice, like all of it Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. It was really sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, that was three years of my life, gave to it and don't regret it at all. We got to um, meet so many cool people, um, just encourage people, um, pray for people, see different places, do things that never would have thought I'd be able to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, we never did the Europe tour. We never left North America, but yeah, you know, we went up to Canada, went through Canada twice, one full tour, and then I think we Sweet. went to Ontario like one other time. Um, mm-hmm. But man, just got to do a lot of stuff, and it was so sweet. Um, as you know, young twenty-somethings, just figuring out life, figuring out like, um, you know, how does faith integrate with that in 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 a really harmonious way? So, yeah, really specifically launched. I think all of, well, me, but I think all of us into where we are now. So, I mean, four of the five of us are still in ministry, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think all four of us are pastors. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Trevor's a pastor. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Following in the four today footsteps of Maddie Montgomery. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. No, no, I, I love <laughs> hearing. Do you guys. <laughs> you got a story about that? No, 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 no. Never, never mind. Okay. I was gonna... <laughs> For next time. Dirk digresses. <laughs> I was just gonna say that I, I forget that people I are gonna watch how... this, and so I need. I just need to. <laughs> I can't just crack all the jokes I want to crack. Oh, nobody watches this. <laughs> we have zero fans. Um, That's not true. <laughs> it, it's just cool to hear how you guys like back then. It was very much like a, a ministry focus in in the band atmosphere and everything, and then even seeing where you guys now like continuing that, uh, like your purpose for doing it is, mm-hmm. you know, to give hope to people and, and reach people with the gospel mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's, it's so awesome that you guys have, were doing that early on, but that you've continued to grow as Christians. And then you continue doing that in, in a slightly different capacity, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. so encouraging to see you guys still doing that. Can I add something to that? Yeah. So like we we were truly intended to um, be a, a ministry band, right? I mean, I think every band at that point was popping up as a Christian metalcore mm. band, you know. Mm. And so we were, you know, 
riding that wave, I guess you could say, and everyone was getting into Christian metalcore. But uh, it, it can be disheartening at times when you hear these bands that totally walk away from the faith because all the band ever did for mm-hmm. me was solidify Jesus. Uh, it was it was crazy. Like the stories that we uh, have and just the way we saw God work through my years of touring was just like it was just undeniable for me, you know. But then you get total opposite stories in the scene of like this happened, this happened, this happened, and now I'm an atheist, you know. And I'm like, this happened, this happened, and this happened, and God is undeniable, you know. And so it's Amen. just it, it's it's fascinating. So we we got to experience so much. I could tell you story after story after story of lives changed, and even our own lives. Like we lived together in a van basically, and toured the the country constantly and we re- read different books like we were ch- we challenged each other you know with, with everything that we were reading or just our, our thoughts like we, we asked a lot of questions and you could almost say dirk correct me if i'm wrong but i i kind of liken it to like a mini seminary like we were just seriously we, we went through so much and we we challenged each other on on each other's thinking and why we thought the way that we did and by the end of it i mean we still speak you know, all the time and like it was just a, a brotherhood that formed that. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think awesome. in a lot of ways it was very similar i think to early church discipleship you know um mm-hmm. we were i mean in a sense we were like mm-hmm. circuit riders in a sense so like we were a different town different state different day um <laughs> so we, we didn't have like a, a pastor like an elder of a church in the van with us but um it was conversational of expressing you know what we're seeing you know, in scripture and like just having that really form and shape us. Um, it was so crucial, so sweet to, to have that experience together. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, so you guys broke up what? 2013, 2013, right? yeah. November 20. 20- okay. So I believe then it ends formed in what? 2018, 2019. No, in fact, you, you want to go way back. So, I, I think we you released are, demos in 2013, didn't you? Uh-huh, like a couple uh-huh. of years, like so in fact, songs, actually, right? if you if okay. you listen to Despised, uh, Despised like demo version, like that's that's from 2013, and like oh, I okay yeah, which I is had pretty, those the initial yeah. files like the downloads you gave away or so I, I think like touring was really hard, guys. Like it was it was really tough, and Nick and I were both married. Uh, my wife. She toured with us, but Nick's wife did not. And that is tough on any marriage. And so we got to a point where we were being pursued by some higher individuals in the industry, which was really cool. Uh, From our last tour, we were going to be um, recording a new single and sending that off. And uh, that very last tour, like we just discussed in the van, I just remember it as clear as day uh, that it was just really, really hard. Um, and, you know, Nick was like, dude, it's, it's hard to leave my wife. And I'm like, I get it. And so he was like, I think this is going to be my last tour. And we're just like, jeepers, man. Like, you write all the music, you know, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to replace him, et cetera. But as you guys know, like, when you get a, just even a different writer in there, uh, it changes everything. You know, like, just even your style. You know, when I, it changes a new vocalist, changes everything. 
you know, it's, it's different bands. Um, and so we collectively decided that tour that we were going to be done. And so when we, uh, when we quit, I think the, the internet world was like, why are you guys quitting? You guys are just like starting, you know? And we're like, oh, it's, it's just mm-hmm. was no one sees the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of, of the toll that it takes. Right. But with that though, like, I was just like, I, I still got to write music. Like I still, I still have a desire to do this. And that's kind of how then it ends came to be was I'm like, I still love the scene. Right. And so I wrote a, I wrote a demo, had no idea what was going to happen with it and just kind of put it out there for, for everyone to hear. But then I got a job and basically I really kind of quit the scene cold Turkey. Like I just, then it ends. It literally <laughs> then it ends, you know, and that's what it was. Like it just, it just ended. And I, I can honestly, I, I did go to some shows. Like when I was, I was living in Chicago, got a job in Chicago as a pastor and was there for quite a while before moving to Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, definitely went to some, sh- some shows um, and, and kept up with it a little bit, but not really, like not really. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of my story after, after the band, but then everything formulated, obviously just recently in the last couple of years to, to get after it again. And Dirk, what was your time like in between, um, a past unknown and then it ends? Yeah. So, uh, pretty much there was an overlap. So in the last few months of us doing tours as a past unknown, um, there was a church plant that started up in Cedar Falls where, um, I still lived. And so I got connected there, um, was helping out, um, getting to know just more of what the church was about. And it was pretty cool. So in between tours, I would just kind of be there, you know, working my jobs, making money and being a part of the local church. And then, uh, yeah, once the band, uh, finished, it's like, well, I know where I'm going to be now. Like just do more local church stuff. And so, uh, just dug in deep there. Um, within, you know, a couple months I started leading worship for the first time. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. So been doing all the other instrumentation, but then, oh, actually singing with it was a new development. Now it's been nine years of that, which is like crazy. Uh, hmm. wow. love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had dropped out of college for a past unknown. So, sorting through like what, what it would look like to finish my undergrad. Um, so I ended up doing online school at Moody, um, Bible Institute in Chicago. Um, just got undergrad in biblical studies. And then at the same time I was doing local church ministry. So, um, starting up college ministry, um, doing, you know, group discipleship, worship stuff, church planting life. There's like tons of different things you're always doing. And so I did that for a long time. A couple of years in, my wife, my now wife, um, moved up here um, and, you know, started dating pretty fast. And within a year, we were engaged, married a year after that. Um, and then now we have two kids. We have a three-year-old girl, Asha, and one-year-old boy named Judah. Well, so we had Asha. She was a year old and then COVID. So, um, oh, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, when, yeah, when COVID hit, it was like, well, okay, well, what do we do? <laughs> um, so, you know, just trying to figure out, like, how do you be a part of church leadership during a pandemic? It's mm-hmm. like, 
pretty much any position mm-hmm. of authority, you're like, I don't envy your position, <laughs> you know, at least for sure in government. And then in, in the church, it was just a trying time, I think, just for take whatever issue amongst the 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 handful and you know i just had to work through all that stuff um but it was i think it was april grant when you first talked to me about that it ends maybe may like a month into it yeah yeah i yeah so i so before even covid began guys i just i still had the itch right to write music and um and then so here's what i was gonna do so the plan was just to release what i had been writing in my head but then COVID hit and i'm like yes let's start a band right <laughs> and so like like this is such a great idea it right was either now. that or a podcast right? <laughs> yeah like, exactly there's no bands touring right now we got zero competition yeah, totally it's just like this is the right yeah. time and so i actually prayed about it i'm just like this this seems pretty dumb but in my head um you know the battle of like well you're pretty irrelevant right you're like how many years out of the scene now and i'm like there's there's no there's no need for you to get back in the scene like, why would you? Um, and I, I said I had been following it loosely. And I think one, one of the things that was just super discouraging and kind of the whole reason why we set out to do this was that, you know, you just see all the all the bands just. I'm not getting any, any names, by any means, but just walking away from the faith. And I didn't get it. I, I, I didn't get it. I, we've got mm-hmm. many friends, many, you know, they're going to have many friends that, that have as well. And um, it, it just saddened. And I'm going to get emotional talking about it. It saddens me. Like it really saddens me uh, to see so many people that are finding identity in so many worthless things. And um, yeah, it breaks my heart. Like it really does. Mm-hmm. And especially in a scene that I, I love so, so near and dear. I mean, we've got our whole, almost our whole college group was in that scene, right? College group friends. We've got so many that were in the scene. And so I'm like, maybe, maybe. I should do this. Right. And so that was the talk. It was like, Oh, you're irrelevant. No one cares. Like you're old. Don't do it. Uh, next one's like, but, but who's doing it? I don't know. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. who, who's, who's speaking life into the scene. I don't know. And so, um, the idea then was to reach out to Dirk, uh, reached out to Dirk, um, reached out to a couple others, even before flick and Tyler. And I uh, said, Hey, here's, here's the idea. What do you think? Um, and yeah, this kind of dead ends there. And then I reached out to Flick. I said, Hey, what do you think about doing this? Like, I, and so just so you guys know, like, yeah, it wasn't like, Hey, we're just going to go tour and we're just going to do what we did, you know, nine years ago and it's going to be super hard. And that's what we're going to do. Like, no, we didn't do that at all. I said, Hey, we just have the platform right now with everything, Spotify, the internet, um, to kind of be an online band, uh, and see, see where it goes. You know, see what happens from there. And I tell you what, like it's it's been kind of crazy over the last two years, uh, well, a year and a half now, but two years in October. Uh, see, like, and God's been using it in a crazy cool way. Mm-hmm. And uh, the messages we get on social media, um, you know, I, I kind of portray myself as this, you know, goofball at times with all the reels I do and whatnot, all the meme reels. You're like a metal um, comedian, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's true and there's some, some some reels you're like oh this would be really good totally flops and then others you're just like this is dumb and, you know it totally takes off right Boom, yeah you're just like views. what like i don't get this and so anyway at the same time i would say i love having fun you know 90 
percent of me is having fun, but then that ten percent, um, I'll give it more than that. Fifteen percent <laughs> is like, you know, I'm serious, and I want to, I want to see lives change. Mm-hmm. And you know, with everything going mm-hmm. on in our world and our culture, like, uh, yeah, like truth needs to be spoken, and we believe that that is Jesus. And I've personally, in my own life, have evaluated <laughs> so much philosophy. And the only thing that makes sense in my life is Jesus. And that's the, the only mm-hmm. sense I can make to anything, like any purpose or anything is Christ. Like that's it. And so it's like, well, um, I'm going to do that in a loving way. I want to show people truth, but do it out of love. And I think one of the best ways that I can do that is through music. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what's been happening. And Dirk and Tyler and Flick, you know, I, I wrote up this whole like three page document of like, hey, Here's why we should do it, then it ends. And every single one of them was like, sweet, like, let's do it. Individually, you didn't reach out to all of us in like one group text, like, this is what we're doing. I think to nope. recruit us. In fact, I, yeah, yeah. I, I did that. And what was really neat though so is no like, no peer pressure. No, exactly. <laughs> it was, it was all individual. It was all, hey, think about this, pray about this. And what was really neat though is both uh, Flick and Dirk, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to go any more than four. Like I think four, four is enough. Uh, yeah, I'm like, who do we reach out to? And both of them independently of each other, like reach out to Tyler. And so I did. And he's like, you know what? Me and my wife were praying like three days ago that God would bring an opportunity to speak into the lives of people outside of what we're doing now. And that's awesome. Just like, whoa, that's yeah, amazing. It's pretty sweet. So then, then it ends formed, and it was kind of a guessing game, guys. Like, I was just like, okay, how's this going to go? We don't know. Uh, are we irrelevant? Uh, maybe so. Um, and so we said that, hey, we'll keep going until until we are irrelevant, until people forget about us, and then then that'll be that. But as of right now... Um, I think it's just on the up for you guys right now. And, yeah, and you who, guys are as relevant as you have been. Yeah, I mean, with the, even the latest song is is doing so much better than any of our previous stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy. crazy. Uh, and I can only attribute it to the Lord. That's it. I I, I can't take any credit mm-hmm. for it. None of us can. It's just like God is doing crazy cool things through this ministry. And I will say, yes, it is a ministry. It's not just Christians in a band, right? It's uh, a <laughs> it's a ministry. This is what we stand for. This is what we do, and um, in a way that's going to impact lives. And, and change their lives forever. So yeah, it's been it's been neat, very neat. All right, I think that's all we got. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> wow, yeah, that is so cool to hear. Hey everyone, this is Chris. I just wanted to take a brief moment and let you guys know about my new project that just released the debut EP from Refiner. It's called Firewalker five track ep and i'm so stoked for you guys to hear it it's been a long time in the making i want to give a special shout out to ed from a secret ending for doing all the lyric videos and the logo for the project special shout out to my wife for being the model on the cover this is just the beginning i'm so excited for this release there's some awesome stuff in the works that i cannot wait to talk to you guys about soon But until then, you can go and stream or purchase the EP on your favorite platform of your choice. It's also available on Bandcamp. And the lyric videos are available here on the YouTube channel if you're watching the video version of this podcast, youtube.com slash for the rock. 
Take a quick listen. Thank you so much. talk about restored what was it like creating an album never having been in the same room together while (laughs) writing it so uh this is the fun part um restored was written like mm, seven years ago oh wow was this what kind of a past unknown was oh this this is this is this was literally me sitting in a room with a guitar and and writing some some songs and uh so that's why i even reached out to the guys and i said hey i think i have a full album ready to go if we want to do this and so that was even another thing because and here's the just the reality of life guys is like we all have jobs we all have families we all have just real life things outside of the band right like people Mm -hmm. we've gotten some messages do you guys do this full-time no in (laughs) fact if we did do this full-time we'd have to live off of a hundred dollars a month you know and so it's like nope cannot do that uh and so i said hey um why don't you guys check out these songs and if you don't like them then scrap it but uh, it was all unanimously like yeah let's let's put this thing out and so uh we did and then uh then what last year right uh the solace ep um so here's here's kind of the writing process is what it has been doesn't mean that it will be this way in the future but um i'm kind of like hey i'm just gonna i'm gonna write guys and whatever input you guys have like let me know (laughs) you know like here's what i'm thinking in my head (laughs) send out some songs and uh i don't know if you guys can can tell this but I'm, i'm sure you can the drumming on solace is just phenomenal because that's all flicks ideas right on uh restored it's very straightforward Flick because is insane. It, <laughs> he, he and he really is like you guys should if you look up his old band if you look up dividing the masses like just do it online on youtube you'll see some old old videos he's and you'll just see him and he's also like just shredded right he's just yeah no, he's, so he's just like yeah yeah and, and <laughs> redheaded <laughs> So he's just he's, a robot behind the kit, honestly. And he, and he is. And Flick and he is. is like the most relevant drummer name. I feel like. <laughs> so can he? Can he do those? Can he do those tricks where you like, you know, you flick the drumsticks and you spin oh, it around for like sh- for sure, for sure. <laughs> Typical metalcore drummer. Yeah, for sure. He's 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 super good. So he did. You know, he he. So I was like, hey, here's the idea for the drum parts with restored, and he's like, yeah, I. He's like, yeah, I like that, et cetera, et cetera. So he, he kind of just went with it. Whereas like solace is, is all like his doing. Right. And then just even anxiety, the latest single, like that's all him and his ideas. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, I know drums to an extent, but like his mind is just incredible. And it's like, no, I gotta, gotta utilize, utilize him. And so, uh, then Dirk and, and Tyler, you know, 
I was I was kind of joking about this with Sean and Shlango. Like like they they really like to stay in the background. You know, like or not Dirk and Tyler, but <laughs> Tyler and and Flick. Dirk wouldn't be on this podcast if that was him. But they they really <laughs> just like to like be like, oh, we're we're just okay, kind of in the background and and don't want to be too too upfront and too mm-hmm. too out there. So they're just like, hey, you know, any input? This is more Tyler. I, I would love to give input. You know, and and et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of how the songwriting process goes is throw ideas out there and you know dirk is like nope this is really dumb or nope that's really good tyler's like oh this is dumb or no it's really good and etc and we never know in all honesty we never know exactly how it's going to turn out you know it's like hey here's the idea and then lay down vocals do it and it comes back or just like yeah i think i like this you know or yeah i really like this but i really do try to write songs that that i would listen to you know that i would really like and so that's what I try. I try to do it with every song. Of like, would I listen to this if this wasn't me? You know? When you're doing that, are you demoing it out fully, like with drum parts, guitars, like you're doing the whole thing kind of mm-hmm. initially, like with restored, and and your kind of whole writing process mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, Ju- uh, yeah. Put the put the ideas down, mm-hmm. and then uh, Flick will sometimes send something back and be like, nope don't like this and he totally changes it up right yeah and i'm like not how i envisioned it going in my head but i like that better mm-hmm. you know uh, and so that's how that's how it's all come to be and uh it's yeah it's just it's fun it's fun to write music but then more importantly it's just it's awesome to to be writing and and then you know read read lyrics that that you wrote and be like this impacts me even you know it's mm-hmm. like man uh so i I try to write songs too that that just like speak to me and um so not just you know thinking about other people but yeah i I do want to be impacted by the the lyrics i I write as well so and then dirk either you know he likes to shoot down ideas or or give the thumbs up and you know Mm -hmm. so dirk anything to add on that man yeah uh i mean that's pretty much let's say the system that's usually the flow um I think if you know any of us um, are in more of a, I think a time maybe maybe inspiration and a mixture of inspiration and time to you know rough track anything like I think that's always going to be open and received. I think we're always in a good spot of just just being honest with um, how we feel about stuff and um, not afraid to you know, say, say what we're thinking. And, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. The, yeah, think- the way that we can do this now versus, uh, 2010, 2013, even, <laughs> uh, the ability. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I recently switched all my gear over from, you know, I had a full pedal board, um, orange dual dark, uh, head and everything. I switched over to helix. Um, mm-hmm. It's just crazy, like the the quality of sound you can get out of um, something. You just up, update the firmware all the time and, yeah. and get patches from online from other <laughs> guitarists and stuff. Like what? Like like for church, I I, um, I bought mm-hmm. the the patch from uh, Bethel's uh, main electric guy. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. for twenty bucks? 
Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> it just sounds so good. And like, and you know, and we can send files back and forth so fast and good quality. Um, it makes collaboration pretty, pretty sweet. Um, and then, I mean, even today, like with streaming, like Spotify and Apple music, like that wasn't around really or as prominent. It, it was, it was, it wasn't as prominent. No, it was just, I, I remember getting like access to Spotify from a good buddy. He's like, dude, I can get you access to Spotify. Like, <laughs> yes. Like sign me up. Let's do that. You know, and so now, yeah, as you said, Chris, like the the name of the game has totally changed with how things are done. Yeah, and just even us being able to write, like I, I literally do everything, record everything in my basement, and mm. nobody hears a thing except maybe when I'm screaming. But you know, they might hear that in the basement. <laughs> but um, hopefully, not my neighbors. What is going on over there? You know, but- <laughs> I've had that experience uh, in my old place when I was recording some music. I was in, uh, it was in a duplex and my bedroom is, I was in the master bedroom and across the, the wall was the neighbor's master bedroom. I always tried to make sure they were gone, but I'd be in there like in the summer, I'd have my window wide open and I'd be just screaming, recording vocals. And I remember going up to them when I, I finished my CD, I was like, Thank you for putting up with this. I don't know if you'll like this, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, but it's so it's so cool. Like this day and age, where we can actually do that. Like where we, the only times, guys, that we have, and th- this brings hope for like those who would actually want to start a band and do this, you know, all online. Um, mm-hmm. Like we we get together to do music videos and photo shoots, and you know, like we we don't even practice together. You know, like that's thing like we we could and and this is, you know, I'm just going to brag on everybody else here for a sec. Like they, they can pick it all up just like that. You know, I mean, uh, so and just just flick like our music videos. That was his first time, like legitimately playing those songs like, <laughs> you know, and he just all up here, like all up here. Wow. He's just like he's like, yeah, I have all the fills in my head. I know everything. It's like he, he just he's, he's incredible with it. Right. And so that that's the that's the beauty of it, um, but yeah, as Dirk said though, it's like in 2010, man, like we're we're in a, a studio for five weeks, you know, and and it was just that's crazy. Like you're you're taking a, a ton of time to do that, and I don't think we could have done what we do today back then, like at all, you know. And so that's that's just the beauty of it. So then the next question that typically comes is like. When are you guys gonna do a show? Like you're actually gonna get together and, and do this and and I think that's what people are actually waiting on. And so So uh, this is the moment they've been waiting for, right? <laughs> like I'll, I'll just be honest. So I, I kinda Five joke about this. Now. I kinda joke about this online. Uh but I'm like if if a data member comes to my front door and says, Hey, like we'll take us on tour or we'll, we'll take you on tour. We, we, we would really seriously consider that. We'd be like, a data remember is yeah. going to ask you to take them on tour. Can we open up for then it ends? You know, like Jeremy comes like, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of you guys. So everyone, you know, if they came it's, before we start. Yeah. So I, I say that jokingly, but almost like, <laughs> almost like serious at the same time where it's like, in order for us to even consider touring, I mean, that's just the reality, right? Like, that's the reality of life. Like, we're not in our, our early 30s trying to to tour full time. Like, that's early that's 20s. Not our goal. We, we are in our 
Well, we were. I, I said we're not doing. Right. Said, in our early twenties, we were yes. like we okay. were trying yeah, to yeah. tour full time. You know, in our early thirties, we're not trying to do that. Like we're we're I mean, like I said, we have families, and that's just reality. However, uh, discussions have definitely been thrown out there of doing a show down the road. Um, and so if we did do it, we would we would have to make it a big deal. So in. 10 more years, if you guys hang on that long, your kids will be like teenagers and they can just fully appreciate seeing their dads rocking yeah. out to some 2010s metalcore. That's that's such a valid You guys valid throw point. your back out for the rest of the year <laughs> at one show. Dude, I'm, I'm already, yeah, it's like, it would take me so long to recoup. And and I would, just, just honestly, like I'm like, it would take me months of preparation months of preparation to even do a show vocally like i'm just yeah. I'm nowhere near the capacity mm-hmm. to do that yeah at all it would have to be the the right yeah kind of uh deal like not mm-hmm. oh we're just gonna play in a vfw hall like <laughs> it, right. you know it would have to be like worth worth the investment of like practicing and and preparation like and it wouldn't just be us like all right let's just plug in and play like do it really well. Do it really um, well. Yeah. So. So obviously we've talked about this a little bit, right? We've we've talked about it of w- of what the ideas would be, um, and you know we we would try to do it really really well and make it a big event if if we if we did do that. Mm-hmm. So, no spoilers. No spoilers. I wanted to. Um... I want to uh, touch on something you said earlier. You were saying how, like, uh, you brought up Spotify and streaming services, Apple Music. I know that's been huge for you guys in the Netherlands. I checked this morning. You guys have 22,000 monthly listeners. To some people, that might not sound like a lot. But if you got 22,000 people in a room or, like, in a stadium, mm-hmm. and you realize that these people are listening to you every month, that's pretty crazy. And you guys are independent never played a show you guys don't have a manager there's bands on labels with five thousand ten thousand not that that's bad or twenty thousand is good but you guys got (laughs) you guys have way more monthly listeners than a lot of these bands that are signed and so i think the way that the scene has evolved in terms of social media the importance Mm -hmm. of social media and the importance of streaming is just insane would you be able to like touch on that and how that has really helped you guys be able to reach an audience that maybe other bands starting out haven't been and then how you could encourage bands that are starting out to utilize those tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this has been the really crazy part. So I, I do want to say, first off, I, I do think the Lord is, is behind it all. Like I, I, I just, I, I fully do like he's, he's the one who's opening up doors and closing doors. And I think he does that with everything, like regardless of what it is, you know, he's either going to allow you to do this or he's not. And so like he, he's allowed us to have 22,000 monthly listeners. Um, you know, I was looking since, since the inception of, of then it ends from just two years ago, uh, I was looking at the full-time numbers and we've had, uh, on, on Spotify, you know, close to a hundred thousand people listen to then it ends, you know, and you're just like, that's, wow. that's a lot of people. Like that's a lot of people <laughs> and a, a lot of people that have, have hopefully heard through our music, the gospel, you know? And so the beauty of social media today, though, is, uh, yeah, you, you put yourself out there. And I, I don't even know what inspired me to do, like, a, a dumb meme videos. 
Um, but I just, I just did like one of the, the first ones that I did, like just kind of took off. Right. And I'm just like, huh, maybe I should do more of this. And then a guy that I know, uh, who's in the industry, he's like, do these, but you have to incorporate then it end stuff into your stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, that'll be huge traction for you guys, etc. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely a marketing piece to that, right? Where it's like, you're, you're putting out stupid content, but you know, people, they respond to it. And so that, that's one way, but then also, um, yeah, like TikTok's been huge for us, like huge guys. So like, I think in, in, uh, and this is just for any, any band that is actually listening, like utilize TikTok as much as you can, because TikTok's a platform where you can just constantly post the same stuff and get a new audience every mm-hmm. time you post. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram's not that way. And so I'll, I'll post, uh, we'll definitely post on Instagram, but we won't post the same content. But on TikTok, you can constantly post the same breakdown. You can post the same stuff and it'll get a different reaction every time. And so that has been huge. The correlation from TikTok to Spotify has been massive. And then the algorithms take note. So like, and just, just so you guys know, like mm-hmm. November, um, I believe November of this last year, we were roughly around nine to 10,000 Spotify listeners. Okay. Wow. Okay. So think about this. And, and then I geez. really started taking TikTok seriously and doing all these videos and it, it's just gone like this since, right? And now it's like, super organic right so like the Mm -hmm. the algorithms have taken place and just pushed us out there to more and more and more people uh, because people are enjoying the content and so like i said i I have no no control over that i can control like the videos and everything like that but you know i can't control then the people saving it the people sharing it like that stuff which all the algorithms take note of and then they push us out and then you know, what's really cool, like with the latest release then, you know, we get it on a Spotify editorial playlist, which was really sweet. And you're like, so obviously we're doing something right with the, the, the marketing, you know, thing to where it just keeps getting pushed out more and more. So I would say to any band, guys, you don't have to do what we do. You don't have to do dumb meme videos or anything like that. Uh, but, you know you you can you can utilize these tools to to push yourself out there but then also and here's what i will add to is just why are you doing it right like why why are you actually in a band like what what is the point mm-hmm. you know is it to glorify yourself or is it to glorify god and like any any day guys if, if god would be like you know then it ends is done then it ends right chris if it happens <laughs> um you know i was just like okay it's it's done it's done you know and and going on from there and so just question the motives of, of why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And, I, and still, like, that's, that's what it is for me, too. Like, I got a question all the time. Like, okay, is my heart right in this? Am I, am I doing this? Am I posting this for the right reasons? You know, like, like what, what are you trying to do with this? And guys, for sure, just like with anything, because we're fallen human beings, like ego can definitely get involved in... You know, it happens all the time, mm-hmm. right? Even though music is music is such a subjective thing, yet you know, there's times where I'm just like, "Why is this band here?" But but then it ends, isn't and whatnot. And I'm just like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you yeah. doing this? Remember yeah. why you're doing this." You know, it's like, "Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely." <laughs> why am I doing this? So yeah. we'll yeah. continue to make music until people don't want us around anymore. Dirk, sorry. yeah, and I would say, like, I think. 
I mean, I think of most importance, like what your, your greatest investment should be into the music, into the art, less of, you know, the medium. So like what kind of, uh, video content are you putting out like that? That is important. And I think it does play a role in that. But if you're, if you're just imbalancing it by just focusing on like how viral can it get? Like you, you can really cheapen the art. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, the, the gifts that you've been given to create, um, something really sweet, um, for, for people who are hurting and, and need it. And so I think putting the best Mm -hmm. quality into, into the music first, um, yeah, driven by the Lord and, and seeing that take off, um, see that honor him first before anything else. And, uh, yeah, you don't have to hurt yourself. I was somewhat, I periodically get things sent to me. <laughs> I don't know his name. It's, uh, he's like this juggalo. He always goes in his backyard and he like jumps off a platform, like front flips onto like, uh, fluorescent light bulbs and like cactuses <laughs> and like he like always psychs himself up and is like whoop whoop and then and then he's just like screaming and ag- I, I need to I can't remember I'm not going to do that Dirk Sounds like if you're trying to imply that I should do that I refuse <laughs> dude uh, that's, that's I'm not going to do that like I'm not going to do that like at all that's no way but yeah, to do that for just just views, no way. No, not gonna. If this happen. was like the early two thousands, but with modern day internet, his name is Superhuman with Take two up. M's. Okay. I don't know what else. I'm looking content. him up tonight. He just destroys himself. I don't know. It's funny, but we're not gonna do that. <laughs> no, De- definitely not. Shout out Superhuman. <laughs> Superhuman. <laughs> I'm gonna look him up now, Dirk. How okay. about you said that? I know everyone's everyone's gonna pause this and just they, they, for, they forget to finish the episode because they're just gonna be scrolling <laughs> through his feed. I, I don't Grant's endorse gonna, him. <laughs> Grant's gonna Wait. sit there and watch it. Like, <laughs> why am I gonna do this? <laughs> well, I think you guys. I mean, you guys yeah. are content creators. We're doing this. We're we're creating content, yeah. right? And I think you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can almost be let down. Let's just say, let's just say the new song didn't perform as well as one of our older songs. Like that's, that's an internal letdown, right? Mm-hmm. That you're just like, oh, like mm-hmm. I, I wanted that to perform better. And I, I think you guys could probably say the same about the podcast, right? Where you're just like, yeah, we yeah. we want more views. Like it's the right that just the, the like, pride man. Why the did no one listen to our then it ends interview? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Why did it only get one stream from Grant? You know, but it's it's just real, and I think it just goes to show that we're fallen human beings, and and we can easily look for our mm-hmm. our identity in these things, and it's just very easy to do that, especially in the art world. It's just it especially so in everything, but it's it's very easy. I mean, let's just say you know, Kingdom Course taken away, right? For the rocks taken away, like tomorrow, you know, like there's there's an identity piece that that goes along with that. And so I, I'd be it's lying true. if I said, yeah, no, no identity is wrapped up into then it ends at all. It's like, yeah, there is, you know, there, there definitely is. Um, mm-hmm. Now I can, I can, you know, keep pushing that towards Christ and, and, you know, making his name known and not, not my own. 
but that is that is a battle and everyone who's listening to this or the one person that listens to this uh you know is, is when dealing you listen with the same thing back. yeah when when you listen when i listen to it back i'll be like oh yeah i said that and it really hit me like no it, it's gonna it's gonna hit people because we all we all struggle with with something and placing our identity in something outside mm-hmm. of jesus mm-hmm. so it's just real mm-hmm and so kind of moving on to um, where the band is now, you guys just released a new track, Anxiety, last week, um, at least at the time of recording this. This will come out next week. But um, could you guys just talk about that song, the inspiration behind it, and uh, the message that you guys want to put out there with this new track? Yeah. So I kind of made a, a meme video about this. Um, but... <laughs> what's really prevalent in our scene and just our world is just pessimism and being just super pessimistic about everything, um, being anxious about everything. And like, I, I know that there's definitely things you, you can't control when it comes to anxiety. Like I, I know that for sure. Um, but then there's also the truth as well to, to who God is and there's nothing outside of his sovereignty. And um, like I, I don't always, so even though I wrote the lyrics to anxiety, um, I really, I I struggle all the time. Um, Not all the time. I I don't always struggle with anxiety like at all. Like I just, it's not something that um, has been in my past. Doesn't mean it won't be in my future, you know? Uh, But um, just, I, I think we all struggle to, with anxiety to an extent. So don't hear me out on this, right? Um, but, um, I see other people around me that do struggle and I, it doesn't always click and it doesn't always, I, I can't always empathize with that because I'm just like, well, why, why are you making a big deal out of this? Or why is this such a struggle for you? Cause for me, it's, it's not, um, but I may have my own struggle that brings me anxiety, et cetera. And so what I try to do is, is put myself in people's shoes that I know that are really battling things and, and the hurts that they go through. And so it was actually a couple of friends that are severely uh, battling anxiety. And one of them in particular, um, for 32 years of his life, never battled anxiety. And over the last year, has had it just chronically. Right? It's, just, it's just been chronic in his life. And he's had anxiety attacks and everything. He's like, I have no idea what's going on. And so we had a, a very long discussion about it. Um, and then a couple other friends was like, hey, have you ever written a song about anxiety? And like, no, I haven't. And I think as we all know, with everything going on with COVID, with wars and rumors of wars and all these things, like, yeah, like it makes mm-hmm. us anxious, you know, and, and for real, we battle anxiety. And so with every single one of my songs, though, and hopefully you guys have noticed this is it, it can start dark, right? But there's always hope. There's always hope. And like, that's how I want to end songs with hope, right? Cause I, I don't want to just want to just leave people in the darkness uh, or in, um, you know, low spots. Like, no, like guys, like there is hope. If you're battling anxiety today, like there is hope. If you're battling depression today, there is hope. Um, but the only thing that I do think makes sense is that hope is solely in a God who loves you. And that's Jesus. You know, like that's it. Um, and then just from a, a logical standpoint, uh, outside of God, I, I can't rationalize that right? of just like, um, there is no hope. Like I, I can't rationalize why there would be hope without God, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you might as well stay in your anxiety. You might mm-hmm. as well stay in your depression. 
you might as well stay in that stuff if there is no way to get out. Um, but I've, I've kind of battled with this, uh, and maybe you guys can, maybe you see it, maybe you don't, but I'm like, it almost seems like not, not everyone wants hope, <laughs> you know, yeah, like they yeah. would just rather stay in the, the, the valley. Like they would just rather, like <laughs> I think, so a lot of the TikToks I see is a lot of, a lot of great bands musically, but man, their lyrics are so dark and so depressing. And I think our, our scene in particular, like actually just likes to stay in that, like would rather be filled with wrath and, or anger and would rather be filled with these things rather than being like, no, there's actually a way out. Mm-hmm. And so I think from a, a broad perspective, I hope that these songs that we write actually resonate with the few and be like, you know what? I actually, there is hope through this, you know? And so anxiety with every single one of our songs, like that is the hope <laughs> and the goal of each song is to be like, no, there is hope in this, right? There is hope and that hope is Jesus. I don't always say Jesus in the songs, obviously, but that's, you know, if you're to ask me personally, like, yeah, that's exactly where it's pointing to. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah. And um, so Anxiety was like the first song off of Chasm, which is your guys' new EP. Is there any, uh, is it kind of the same plan as Solace where it's one song every month or so? And then that's uh, the idea. Yeah. I don't know. The, five tracks on or five track EP this time. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's, it's still, it's still a question mark right now. And I, I think pe- there, there are many people who, who like don't like this. Right. But it's, it's just, it guys, it's just where the industry's at. It works. Like it, it mm-hmm. works. Like mm-hmm. if, it if we were a band that people knew just ask Memphis Mayfire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seriously, like it, it does though. Like it does. And that's, and that's what Spotify has done. And I think there's different niches, but like, I think the, the metalcore scene in particular, I think we like albums, right? Like I would just, I would personally yeah. like to listen I'm to an album. I'm the same way, but at the same time, it's like, we would not get pushed out to mm-hmm. all these new listeners if we just dropped an album. And, and so what we did with restored, right? We dropped the whole album and it's mm. discouraging because like two weeks into it, it's like, oh, sweet. Love the album. When, when's the next thing coming out? It's like, are you serious? <laughs> like we just, we just put out 11 songs and, <laughs> yeah. but that, but that's just where our culture is like the music culture in particular. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we love to listen to, listen to songs, but then because of so much content being created, it's mm-hmm. like, it just has to have that, that constant, mm-hmm. um, what's the word I'm looking for? stimulation this culture of instant gratification yes right and so it's like yeah that's discouraging so it's like you get a message like that and guys we got a few messages like that hey when's the next song coming out it's like we literally put out an album like three weeks ago and like but that's just the way that it is and so it's like okay lesson learned like i'm gonna write a song i'm gonna put it out there you guys are gonna listen to it and you're listening to it for a bit and then another one's gonna come out and that's that's just the way it's is right now now if we were a, a large band it makes sense to put out an album that people are expecting to be put out mm-hmm. yeah but we are not and that's just the way it is right now yeah i mean if you can't even like if you're not touring to promote an album then at that point it's like what's what's the point i'm just like yeah. i'm just hurting myself at this point you know because people are not going to remember me people are going to forget yeah and once again it's it's the message with the content, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. hey, this is this is really what it's about. It's about one song at a time, hopefully 
changing lives. It's not about us signing a record deal. It's not about us touring full time. Like, and, and when all those all those factors come into play, then yeah, you would do things a bit differently. You know, like if we were about to go on tour, it makes sense to drop an EP or an album and stuff like that. But we are not. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense then to just keep writing music and impact lives and see where God takes it. If there is something that you would like to leave the listeners with, what can you tell them to expect with this new EP coming out? For somebody who hasn't listened to Then It Ends and they're going to check you guys out right now after the podcast ends, you're going to go type in Then It Ends. What What's a message that you would want them to take away? Musically or lyrically? Which both. which one? Both. <laughs> both. Yeah. Well, the the ideas that were tossed around, um, there will be heavy, really heavy, uh, and there will be not so heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so from from a music, you already turned from, off half our listeners. <laughs> I know. Half of them got engaged, and then the other half was like, ugh. You know. Not like not like K-pop or anything. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it in the. That's genre. the next single. We're gonna keep it in the genre, right? But uh, you know, the, the, I mean, you just find out. I was uh, Sean. I think I was talking to you about this, but like the TikTok world, um, and this is what's what's hard uh, as a music writer is like they the TikTok mm-hmm. world just loves heavy breakdowns, like heavy breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Almost could care less about so a well written chorus. Yep, it's like nope. Just give me the heaviest of the heaviest breakdown, <laughs> and and that's it. Yep. And so when I'm just like, I would rather write a catchier chorus than a heavy breakdown, but that's just that's. And they don't even they don't want a song. They just want thirty seconds of breakdown. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. That's they just it. want the end of. To that's the why for today was so short. popular. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Dude. Just give me the breakdown. <laughs> How loud can we get this bass? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like yep. just heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, but my my closing remarks from a from a lyrical standpoint, and this is just in general and not just just lyrically. But lyrically, you know, we just want to meet people where they're at, what they're dealing with, and continue to do that. Uh, but if I were to leave the listeners um, just with with everything that you guys are facing and we as in our culture are facing. I just want to give you the encouragement that Jesus is worth it. Like he's worth it. There is literally no other ideology or anything that even comes close to the gospel. And um, just think about that as you struggle with things, as you, you, know, you question. And I think you should question. I think you should know exactly why you believe the way that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, have, I could tell you why I, I'm a Christian. Uh, but just know like mm-hmm. like Jesus is worth it like he's the reason for for everything and um, keep going keep going keep fighting the good fight and uh, we as then it ends will be right there with you doing that the same thing so be encouraged yeah I'd say similar lines as well like um, you know I think out of anything that we produce um, it's gonna be just out of what we enjoy, not like trying to force something, you know, like, Oh, well we did this last album. Let's try this new thing or try this. Like, unless it's something that is passionate in the moment, we're not going to force some rapid change of style or anything like that. But 
just whatever the inspiration is in the moment. Um, and I think similarly to like with what you said, Grant, um, I had recently been reading through um, Jude and specifically the book of Jude at the end. Um, you know, just this is me paraphrasing, but the command is like to keep yourself within the love of God, like his mercy that will be given to you. But then later he he says, now to him who is able to keep you. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. do this, like keep yourself in the love of God, but it's God who's the one who's keeping you. Like outside mm-hmm. of just like your experience, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether it's um, whatever it might be, and you feel so weak, feel so um, unable to even like tie your shoes in the morning, get out of bed, um, let alone try to figure out what your hope is for the day. Um, that mm. if you just surrender yourself to the Lord, like he will keep you, like he will keep you from falling. Um, mm. <laughs> definitely beyond where you are. Like you think, oh, how could there, I get, get lower? Like you can get lower. Um, and if he has you, mm. nothing, no one will be able to take you out of his hand. And that's the place of security. Um, and yeah. And if you're his, if you're his child, like what he says about you, like you're loved and, uh, he's well pleased with you. Right. And so those are, those are things that the world won't tell you. Um, and those are things that you won't get from politics or, um, you know, and anything else that you try to find your identity or value in, like, you're not going to hear that. You're just going to hear do better, um, sacrifice so that, you know, you can get a better status, get a better fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Um, no, it's the gospel is, is something of free grace. It's, it's free life and it's all free Mm. because Jesus paid for it. So, that is the best encouragement I can give. Um, I think that's what we're building our music on and our lives on. And so it's our mission. Dude, that was an encouragement to me, man. Wow. That was, yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Thank, dude, thank, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. We'll chat more about that later. That, yeah. was, that was wow. <laughs> dude, that Jude passage awesome. is nuts <laughs> yeah <laughs> great well thank you guys so much for coming on yeah, uh, we've been you. looking forward to having you guys on thanks dirk for coming on as well i know grant mm-hmm. uh, typically handles all the pr stuff but it, it was a treat to have you on yeah finally get to meet you um do you guys have anything you want to plug new song you guys got stuff on streaming you got social medias you guys have Grant's merch? Just like, nah, Jesus. That's what I'm Jesus, man. I'm plugging uh, Jesus. <laughs> we do, but it's one of the, it's from one of those uh ready-made sites, right? Where you just you order it and they, they oh, put it yeah. together. Um which so, also wasn't I mean, a yeah. thing years ago, which is awesome. No. It's like, man, it, it I is don't pretty... have to order a thousand t shirts and only sell like a hundred of them. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's I mean, for where we're at, it's it's really, really great. If we ever did a show we would definitely have plenty of merch. So, but that's mm-hmm. if we did right now, you're just gonna have to go to the website and it's in our link somewhere. You, you can find it somewhere. 
Just search yeah. then it ends. <laughs> yeah. You'll find these guys. You'll find it. Yeah. Perfect. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. Greatly appreciated. Love you both. Yeah. Keep, keep just real quick in the last minute. You guys keep doing what you're doing. You're having a huge impact and you're impacting the lives of so many people uh, for the gospel. Okay. And so I know that this is, is your show, but be encouraged because you know that there's just through kingdom core and for the rock and then it ends like there'll be people who'll be spending eternity with us because of what God is doing through this, these ministries. And so be encouraged. Yeah. Wow. Wow, dude. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for another episode of the Kingdom Core podcast. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time to join us here in this community. Thank you to Grant and Dirk from Then It Ends for being an awesome light in our scene, as well as taking the time to come here and talk with us. Go and follow Then It Ends on social media. Go follow their Spotify page, Apple Music. Go check out their music. Give them some streams. I'm sure you will dig it if you enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions about faith or the music, uh, reach out to either Sean or I, but also especially to Grant or Dirk. And uh, yeah, these guys really know what they're talking about. And um, yeah, they're so sweet and awesome people. So definitely hit them up if you have any questions or need prayer for anything. Also, be sure to head over to patreon.com slash kingdomcorepodcast and check out different ways that you can help support us uh, with the podcast. And a special shout out to our core givers, Tiffany Cadenhead, Jonathan Lyman, Aaron Peter, Anthony Kuchma, and the Dead Petal Coffee Company uh, for being gracious supporters with your finances. Thank you guys so much for your support of the podcast. One final reminder, you guys can go and check out the new EP from Refiner. It's called Firewalker. So stoked to hear your thoughts on it. Also, be sure to leave this podcast a rating, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Music, or any other platforms. If you're on Apple Music, leave a review. We want to start reading them on the show, probably one a week. Let us know what your favorite band is, and uh, we'll we'll mention that in there as well. If you aren't already, you can follow me over at 4.the.rock on Instagram, as well as my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 4.therock. And you can follow Sean as well on Instagram at kingdom.core. Until next time, God bless, and we will see you soon.